they got a fucking article about it in the, inside the health category, inside the heads of people who don't like music. For those who experience, in quotes, musical anhedonia, a n h e d o n i e, anhedonia. Diagnosis? Right, seems like it. End quote. Listening to a song is halfway between boring and distracting, and their brain activity reflects that. Yeah, some people that just could care less. Yeah, Are they too know. smart for the music or too dumb for it? Uh, <laughs> right now, these niggas exist. Ready to go. Um, yes, sir. Feeling fucking joyful today. Like, I don't know. Oh, shit. But the, um. I don't know if I've ever heard you say that you've sa- you're sounding joy. I mean, you I feel just, joyful. I'm just feeling like I'm, I'm in a great mood today. Um, the weather's beautiful outside. I just, you know, I just came back from fishing. And, man, I'm ready. I'm ready to pod, you know. I'm, I'm looking forward to whatever the day brings. Uh, all I can say is I'm in a good mood. So. Wonderful. For anybody that cares, my name is Earl Lonnie Hooks, a.k.a. Young One with Himself. My name is Keon Harris, a.k.a. Almighty the DJ, a.k.a. Right. Lil' Seven C's. You fucking right times, too. Let's do it. Let's do it. What's up, man? What we got? I, ca- I, I, I came in here strong today. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie to you. What, is that? Nope. what does that mean? <laughs> we, coming, we coming in hot. We coming in hot because I got things to say. All right. Um, you know, I don't usually come straight off the bat trying to come after people, but I feel like today is I, I'm I'm speaking very passionately on something because I think that this is something that gets looked over. It's something that people need. Again, like I talked about before, people underestimate. It's something that people need to talk about a little bit more. Here we go. Let me let me get into this. Let me, right. let me crack this open. And I don't know how long I'm going to be doing this for. So please, everyone listening, bear with me. I'm going straight back to from hue and cry to humble pie. The reason I want to do this today, just like I did last time, I talked about the phrase humble pie and where that came from. Now I want to go from hue and cry. And I read. A noisy commotion over some spot of bother. Until the beginning of the 19th century, hue and cry was the old legal term for an official outcry made when calling out for assistance with horn and with voice mm-hmm. in the pursuit of a suspected criminal escaping arrest. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, so like the townspeople used to be in there and they'd have, you know, their bullhorns and stuff like that and they'd be like screaming out trying to, one, alert people that there's a criminal out or whatever <laughs> and also trying to alert the, the criminal themselves, hey, you need to just come on in. Right. So the phrase must have been in use since the beginning of the last millennium because the Norman French word hewer means to shout. Thieves failing to respond to the hue and cry were liable to greater penalties once they were caught. Hence the increased clamor and cry of alarm in the case of the villain. Mm-hmm. Now, today... I, Earl Lonnie Hooks, young one with himself, is coming on his platform with his good friend, Keon, to to bring hue and cry. I am here because I am calling out for assistance amongst a group of transgressors 
And and this is going to be an interesting way to look at this conversation because, like I said, I don't, I don't, I haven't been in too many circles where this is like a real, a real conversation. We have to, we have to hold certain women accountable for the way that they're talking to us. I'm not going to lie. Okay. We got to hold certain women accountable for the way that they're talking to men out here. Um, and I, I'm, I'm going to go into this completely. In, in danger of, of seeming egocentric or, again, as always, narcissistic um, and or ungrateful, depending upon how you want to look at it. So here we go. There have been many instances when I've been at work and I feel like a boundary, a very, very strong boundary has been crossed. And it doesn't make me feel good inside. Mm-hmm. Now, I think that this, this looms over the respect realm. I think it looms over customer slash patron etiquette. Um, yeah, a, a certain, I guess, ideology of a, of a hierarchy or caste system, depending upon who the patron is and who the server or, you know, employee of whatever establishment there is. It's, it's very interesting. Okay. So let's get it. So let's get into it. There are certain women that don't seem to have a certain level of class or couth that I, and what I would like to feel like a lot of men would, would, would like to be uh, initiated with in conversation, especially conversation that deals with trying to allure or attract someone or gain someone's attention. Okay. I'm going to give you a couple little instances here of what I'm talking about. I'll give you the most recent one last. Now, there was a point in time in which I was serving a table, three or four women, I believe, going over to the table. I'm already sort of weary about when I'm when I'm dealing with certain ladies, especially if they're getting a little loose, they're drinking mimosas, bloody Mary, stuff like that. Because I already know inhibitions about to fly. They're about this. They're gonna get loosey goosey. They're in a beautiful place. They're gonna start to feel themselves and feel like they can kind of say whatever they want. It's gonna get out of hand at some point in the dining experience. Are you sure this wasn't brunch at park? <laughs> but that's was, it. That's the issue, though. Was, it doesn't. It doesn't matter where it is. Like, if was the this drinks, the dirty martini? If the drinks are there, it, it was. It was. It was dirty. It, it, it was, all right. So here's the thing. Go up to a table. Very first thing said to me was, "Oh, and you smell good too." Oh, okay. Oh, wow. So here's the thing. Let's. Break, I'm gonna. I'm gonna take time going through these. Because I need the people to know just how thorough, how thoroughly nasty and uncalled for some of these things are. So, just the fact that you put T O O N at the end of that, right, which is an also, yes, means that there was something said before I got there, or there was something thought in your mind. Okay. Okay. Because th- this was this was the, the the next thing to come out of your consciousness about me. So. So one, I'm not already necessarily feeling that comfortable with that. I don't know what, what this other thing was. But now you say, oh, and, and this is upon greeting someone. This is the first thing that you have to say to me as a human being. 
Oh, and you smell good too. Okay, I'm this like, is ah. this is how you know Earl is just an upper echelon kind of nigga because most men would take that as I'm not saying you didn't take it as a compliment, but most right? men would probably that shit would give them butterflies inside. Understood. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna continue this on, and that's why I said that I was in danger of seeming like I'm too overly offended or that I'm being ungrateful or whatever it is. I understand that I'm in peril. Right. You know what I mean? Like, th- there's there's a s- chance that people that don't know me are going to look at me like, oh, shut up. Be a man. Grow some balls. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and, th- and that's sort of like the whole issue that I'm speaking on. So then I come back to that table later on. The next thing said is, oh, Earl, let me trust me. You're going to have to get out of here right now before I do something to you. Oh, man. This is upon just putting food in front of the person. I didn't, there was nothing else done but food put in front of, oh, you're going to have to get at it before I do something to you. By the way, I'd love for whomever listens to this, every time I talk about any of these instances, think about the role being reversed. I want you to think about it not being me. I want you to think about it being any woman you've ever known, any, any, your sister, your daughter, anything like that. In this in this predicament with a bunch of, of grown men saying these things to uh, Oh, a little okay. different now, right? Well, okay. yeah, now right. that you threw that in there, right. it's starting oh, right. to take a turn. Right. It. Okay, so so now we're there. Another one in which, you know, ladies, they're not saying too many crazy things to me in particular, but they're giving me the energy. I feel the rhythm. They leave, they go to the next area they're going to. I believe it was the spa. Now, I know people all around the, the, the resort, so I speak to everybody. Later on, someone comes to me and says, oh, hey, Earl, I heard about you this morning. I mm. said, wait a minute. What, what, that I was serving pancakes and eggs? Like, that's what, I, like, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> that's what I do every morning here. They're like, oh, no, like, some women came down that you had. And I asked them how their, how their dining experience was this morning, and they said, well, listen, we just came we just came to have a good time, enjoy ourselves, relax, escape from, you know, the everyday struggles of life. We didn't come here to get pregnant. My God. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Again, now, now, again, role Whoa. reversal. Imagine a bunch of dudes going to the next spot and saying, oh, listen, we just came to chill. Like, we wasn't trying to, you know, impregnate anybody. Yo. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Stay, stay with me. Keep up. Keep up. Now, the most recent one, now there have been many more, but I'm just going to keep it short. Now, the very next one, which is the most recent one that I just went through this past Sunday, mm-hmm. taking care of a bunch of ladies. I believe it's like a, like a 40th birthday or something like that. They're enjoying themselves. Mad mimosas going out. <laughs> Mad mimosas. Some point, maybe like around three or four mimosas rounds in. Now I'm starting to hear the Hey, baby daddy. Yep. Uh, I, hey, ba- not, hey, okay. hey, baby daddy. Oh, Hold on. No, and, then, and then the friend tried to talk to me. Oh, no, stop talking to my boyfriend. That's mine. That's, me... That is mine. By the way, the contraction, that's, is, and when you break it up, it is that is. That is mine. I am now with that. Everything we're talking about is complete objectification. Go ahead, Keon. Say what you have to say. I just want to know, and this, this kind of matters. It kind of doesn't. I need to. I want to know the ethnicity of these women. They're black. Okay. Go ahead. I just want that. I'm just. I'm, okay. I'm paint, paint my picture. Okay. Okay. Now I don't know exactly what other people are going to take from that piece of information, but it is what it is. But maybe mm-hmm. you know, same way as you, you just needed it to sort of just try to get the entire scene mm-hmm. right for yourself. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so yeah, there's just there's just a whole lot of that. Like, oh, you know, I don't, I don't got any babies, or you know, I can, like, so it's just a lot of these things being said. Now, I was laughed out the fucking room when I told people about it. When I went and talked to my coworkers about what it was I was being subjected to, right, off on my own, because I'm the only one taking part of this this party of, like, uh, 12 women right. off to the side. No one sees any of this that's going on because they have, like, their own little private dining area where it's just me and them, right? So I, I'm just going through this. Like, ha, ha, ha. Oh, my God, that's so funny. Like, all right, yeah, Earl, go get it. Go get that money. Like, go do your thing. And... I find that interesting that people just believe that as a man, you're supposed to throw away your dignity at a moment's notice. Just when some women say anything remotely sexual or intimate yet to you, just be extremely comfortable with it. Like take it in stride. Just take it. Well, yeah, just sort of like what you said about men getting butterflies and being completely okay with it. Like that, that type of shit is not cool with me right. i brought it i brought it here today to ask maybe how you felt i wanted to get into it a bit more because i feel like it's nasty i feel like it's weird you're not coming to me and and i i'm i'm sort of reproaching women a bit for it more just because women are naturally more intuitive beings than men are so you should kind of see what the hell is going on but like I feel as though, I don't know, but I feel as though women get away with saying this shit because they're women. Yeah, I could I could totally get that. Um Go ahead. I think that you have a good point because when when the tables are turned for certain, you know, it could be looked at in a very negative way. It's wild. Um, it's, most I, it looks like it like the first word you you associate with that is rapey. Yes. It looks mad, rapey, creepy, predatory, right. Right. Na- nasty, uncouth, distasteful, unsavory, uncalled for, unnecessary. Bam. Like, I, you right. know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and throw a couple cards on the table myself. Let's, let's do this shit. Um, and I've, had, I've had women call my store, sexualize my voice. Over the phone. <laughs> over over the phone. They'll call they'll Bro. call, they'll ask me what they need to ask me, and they're just like, Man, you have a very attractive voice. And I don't know who these people are. They're okay, just over right. the phone. Mm-hmm. Okay, let me get all right. Okay, okay. Here's here's and, the thing for me. Okay. Because if I if I can stop you with that one thing, I don't feel again, I don't want to be I'm not overly or easily offended. I understand. I want people to speak up. And if they want to go after something, go after mm-hmm. it. That's cool. I just feel like there are rules to the game. Yeah. I, I feel like there are ways to exchange with other human beings. And there is a very crude way of doing it, which would be all the former statements that I just had. And then and then there's a better there's just a better, classier, nicer, more considerate way of doing right. it. Because because right there, hey, your voice sounds really attractive i feel to, to me that's not so bad no it's not it's, it's, it's not, not it's, so bad now when you say sexualized i thought they were gonna say something like, mm, uh, with that no. voice, i want you to come no yeah okay maybe it's not quite that deep but right. i do have a couple of other instances to go though. go for it so i've had women and i've had women come in 
and say things like, yeah, I, I saw your beard from the hallway. I needed to come in and get a closer look at it. You okay. Know, stuff like that. See, 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 that's what I'm um, talking about. That's a little, <laughs> that's a little weird. Like that's the best that you had. Like you couldn't at least come up with something else. Cause imagine you walking in a store and walking up to a chick. Like, what are you even going to say? What's the equivalent to complimenting come, come a beard? I, I, I saw the, I saw your red hair color. I like oh yeah, nah. some shit like that. Yeah, yeah. nah, that's that's not that's not gonna rock. <laughs> Got a thing for redheads. Yeah, no, you're going you're you're going straight to prison. <laughs> they're, they're throwing you straight in the paddy wagon, and you are never to see the light of day again. <laughs> yep. And I mean, and peep this this the even this one's here. even a little funnier because this happened like two days ago. I had this older lady come in, like, you know, looking for shoes, blah, blah, blah. And she asked me if I could take my mask off so she could see my beard. See, bruh. <laughs> and I just, I had to tell her, I had, I was oh, like, I'm sorry, I don't, I don't really feel comfortable doing that. Because oh you're, you're, you're within this, the six feet of me right now. So I don't really want to do that. that's what i'm saying like the fact that she just felt so fluid and free to ask you to do something within a pandemic that clearly people are trying to be hypersensitive about in this time right which would be health in proximity Mm -hmm. (laughs) right like Mm -hmm. what like what are we talking about you're telling you feel like i'm so subservient to you that that if you just tell you can just tell me or ask me to take my mask off and because you feel like the customer's always right and you 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 think that I'm just going to appeal to your every whim that I'm going to actually take my mask off so you can just sit there and objectify just so you can just look at me like I'm like no I'm like I'm not fucking with that like people need to come at me the same way that men for years have for the most part have had to try to be interesting and find we, real ways to come and speak to women uh-huh and not just compliment them on their ass or what the, or, or how good they're doing squats in the gym, which is still their ass. You know what I mean? Or whatever the case may be. Yo. Or, just, or just, you know what I mean? It's, there's, just, there's just a better way to do it. The, what, I'll, what I'll try to end on with is, because I, I want to I I create a level playing field. I understand that sexual harassment is a huge issue. I understand that in the workplace, women are distraught and and there's just like this brooding energy, this brooding, negative, toxic energy that comes with a lot of predatory sort of geared mind, mind geared men that sort of just prey on women and say a bunch of weird, wild shit. I've seen it. I've heard of it. It's, it's nothing new. And I understand that mad women go through this on a daily basis. They do. And I also understand that usually when it comes to, when it comes to rape, it's usually taken a whole lot more seriously on the woman's side because for the, in a general sense, men are more able, stronger, larger beings than women are in a general right. sense on a general yes. scale yes right plenty of women out there that could whoop my ass but in a general <laughs> but in a general sense it's not going down like that so so hey this nigga earl will gouge your eyes <laughs> oh yeah if it, if it gets to that point like if we're talking Do about not fuck with this we're nigga, talking about life and death you gotta yeah out. you gotta become an animal but <laughs> but and so the question is 
well, what's he really going to do if he's just speaking nasty to a woman? Like, what's he really going to do? Well, the question, well, the possibilities are endless. It, there's a lot of things he could, he could possibly do to this woman in a general sense because he's usually larger and stronger than her. So then if a man were to be sexually harassed and the question be, would be reversed, it would be, well, what is she really going to do? And the answer is usually, well, not much because she's, she can't overpower him. Mm-hmm. Now, drugs being taken aside, drugs being taken out of it because men can easily be drugged and then raped. So, mm-hmm. ta- so taking drugs out of the equation, if we're talking about a restaurant format, I'm being very specific with this. Um, a restaurant format may be customer service, like where you are, like retail nothing's really going to get popping inside the establishment. There might be security. There are other people around. Like it's going to be okay. Like no one's really going to forcefully harm anyone. Right. right, In that sense, for for the most part, unless they're an incel, maybe (laughs) we're going to be, we're going to be sitting on incels for mad episodes. But, (laughs) but the point is if we level this playing field, and say that it's usually not going to go down in these environments, then that means that now we're just talking about respect for oneself and what you will or will not tolerate from people. And if it comes to that, then I feel like it should be easily understood that me and maybe many other men do not want to be spoken to the same way that a lot of women don't want to be spoken to from men from nasty, gross, greasy-ass men. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just, I just feel like I, I should get a little, a little bit of credit on this subject right now. No, I, it's, 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 a, it's a two-way street, and I think that, you know, if you're, if you're willing to open your mind a bit, you should un- totally understand what you're talking about. Yeah, like, it's just, it's, it's just fucking crazy. Because yeah. clearly when you're talking to me like that, you don't see me as an equal. You don't like for you to just be able to just open your mouth and just start saying whatever. And then you think that I'm supposed to to come trotting up to you like a little puppy and wag his tail. Do a little tap dance. Yeah. Like that's I don't. What are you because you're making it because now to me, it seems as though you're you're conveying to me that it doesn't take much. That it, that, that, it, that it doesn't take much to bag me, that it doesn't take much to get my attention, that it doesn't take much to interest me, it doesn't take much to fulfill me. So at that point, it seems like you're treating me as a very, a very thin, layered human being, if even a human. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's the way it comes off to me. It comes off to me extremely distasteful. That's, that's how I see it, and I, I, I'm, not, I'm not okay with it. It's usually older women right but what i will say is that i feel like everyone needs to know about this so that you don't grow up to be that older woman out with her friends bunch of cougars just out there just just waiting just waiting for the attack like just waiting to pounce and just just mad aggressive with it just like relax yeah i mean and i also think that we probably you know we could probably understand that it can happen, but I think I want to say that these women probably had good intentions uh, I, with you. I, I believe so. Uh, yeah, I believe so. But I still understand your perspective, though. Yes. So, yeah, because because yeah. In, intention is not it doesn't always get across. <laughs> no. And it also is it usually paves the way to hell. 
good intentions. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, that's, I heard that. Yes, I heard that. The, the the all the roads, all the roads to hell were paved with good intentions. No exactly. Ma- no matter which way you go. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Let that let that one sit on their head tops for a second. <laughs> yeah. Um. I this just made me think of a story. Um. A couple of years ago, I was like subbing in at this other location at my job and I'm working with this, this, this girl, she's like a part-time, um, part-time manager. Um, you know, she holds keys to the store, blah, blah, blah. So I'm supposed to be getting off earlier than her. She's going to be shutting down the location all of a sudden, 10 minutes before I get off this. And, and by the way, this girl was, I think at the time she's probably like 20, 21, this old, old guy comes in easily in his fifties, <laughs> you know, comes in, kind of leans on the counter, put them elbows on the counter. Mm, oh, he put you know the elbows saying? on the counter. Oh, yeah. Put the elbows on the counter, getting real comfortable. And mm. he's just like trying his best just to have this man. He doesn't even want shoes. He's not asking for anything. He's just trying to have a conversation right. with, uh, with this girl. And, you know, obviously trying to get her number. And so, you know, I come out of the back and I just see him. And, you know, I just see the energy. I already know what's up. Right. I see the energy. Of course. And so then he, he sees me, right? Got his dirty-ass elbows on the counter. You know what it is. Yeah. He sees me, and all of a sudden his attention is drawn to me because, you know, at this point I could be seen as the savior of the moment. Yeah. You're, you're, well, well, you're the protector. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so he comes over to me. He's, you know, just start trying to shoot the shit, um, you know, asking me what I'm into. I tell him, you know, I tell him I'm a DJ. He's talking about, oh, yeah, you know, I'm in, you know, I, 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 I managed some bands back in the day and blah, blah, blah. I can, you know, I could probably get you in touch with some good people, you know, trying to get on my good side. I know what that move is. We all know what that move is. Yeah. Trying to get on my good side. So he, so he doesn't seem like an old greasy ass, yeah. creepy ass man. <laughs> and, you know, I ended up staying past the end of my shift i ended up staying an extra 30 minutes yeah and he and he stayed there a good 15 or 20 of those wow he was, he was I, looking for that right moment for you to walk yeah, in the back i, and, I know yeah. i know because it would have left her alone of course and i didn't i didn't feel comfortable with that you know that's, already, that's literally predatory like that's, it is that's what's happening like, it is just, it is just waiting for a vulnerable moment so you can pounce <laughs> on this gazelle it's, it's, uh, it's, that's crazy it, it's it's insane um i just just stop it <laughs> oh just trying to figure out why these niggas exist <laughs> I, yeah i i am yeah no no nah, nah, it's it's definitely it's definitely a bit much it was another time i was taking care of taking care of some women i believe it was a bachelorette party Mm. And you know everyone in there, they're dressed to the nines, they're doing their thing again. Mimosas and Bloody Marys flowing, they're getting loose, they're having a great time. And then, let me let me find out they wanted you to ruin the wedding. Let me find out. Well, nah, 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 it wasn't that. But although although the one getting married did have some some things to say, but again, bachelorette party. So I guess this is the, this is you getting that off, right? Is this, then, did you spill mimosas on these people? Was this no? Was this that? Party? No, this this was oh, not okay. one of those three parties that I did that to. Um, okay, but these, but one of these ladies was just like, "Yo, Earl, like, so do you give you give massages here, like up in the room?" Oh like, wow, what are you talking? Oh, like, what? 
Bro, again, switch, reverse the roles. I'd have been completely taken aback. Hey, hey, Susie, you, (laughs) hey, Susie, you coming up to the room late? Like, you do massages in here too? Like, it's insane. I don't, I don't think. But again, it's a talent of mine. I don't think that it takes much to find words to really, to really connect with another human being, right? To find commonalities in a non-intrusive way, right? Um in a non-imprudent and intrusive way, but I, I guess it's difficult for some people, especially once they get a little liquor or champagne in the system, whatever it is, they just start popping off at the mouth. That mm-hmm. is, that is like, that type of shit to me is insane. And again, my mind is completely boggled with, with this person's expectations that you feel like, like the fact that they've dealt with so many men where I guess it has been that easy. Well, you feel like you're just going to talk to me however you want to. And I'm just and like my dick is supposed to be hard right there. <laughs> just, just, just because you gave me a smile and some words, some demeaning words that you thought were a great compliment. So you would say that this was probably a turnoff to you. All of these are turnoffs to me. Right. Like, right. like, okay. I, like, I, again, the intention is there and I know where you're going. So, right. so there is a very thin, lever, thin layer of appreciation because I know what you're shooting for, mm-hmm. but your technique is fucking garbage. <laughs> your technique is garbage. And the fact that you don't see that it's demeaning and degrading is like that's even more of a turnoff because now I'm also dealing with a, a great lack of awareness. And for me, I don't I'm not attracted to that. They don't they didn't know who they was dealing with. I, <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny is is you're right they didn't but but they when didn't. but when you say that though it makes it seem like i'm an asshole no <laughs> you just you just young lonnie Lott. that's it they don't know about the honey block they don't they don't know that's, about that's the honey why block. They, that's why that's why they, they can't fuck with they, you they, didn't, they didn't know that i was one with myself they didn't they didn't that that they didn't know <laughs> they they did not they did not know <laughs> that, one with myself. they did not know Oh my gosh! Yeah, but that's 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 pretty much what I had there. I am, I'm, I'm about to take like a wild turn from here. I want to talk about something that's bit, that's a bit happier and makes us feel. I think it'll evoke some emotion. Okay. I want and I wanted to. I want you to take your time because you are a DJ music man. So I brought right. this to you for a very particular reason, sir. Okay. I don't know if if anyone's ever asked you this. If you really had to think think about it, but I want you to tell me what your top three favorite instruments are. If you don't have three, you can give me one, whatever it is. Just give me one, two, three, however many instruments you love. Like, are we talking about band orchestra or like, or is, would you consider the mixer an instrument of music? Uh, a synthesizer, maybe. I, a mixer in which you already, you're like, it's already just, Sounds so are being it, imputed, inputted into it, and then you. But ma- think about all. Think about all the different effects that come with a mixer. How you can manipulate the sounds and the music. Okay. Like. Okay. Okay. That's sort of like sampling, I believe, in a way. So people would be like, "Oh, well, they didn't create it." But well, yeah, nothing but, was but, nothing was created technically. Right. Right. But it was manipulated. It was manipulated. For it to be its own version of said sound. Yes. In, okay. In, in the moment. I will. I will allow it. It's 2020. I will allow it. Um, I would probably say, if I'm, I'm gonna, if I can throw the mixer in there, I will. Um, but. If I if I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and and 
and just keep it out for oh, the okay. sake of this conversation. Okay, all right. Um, it will for, work better if you don't use the mixer. Okay, I won't. I won't use oh, okay. it. Okay. Um, is oh, can I say the drum set? Or of is that too can. many things at the same time? No, you can say the drum. No, that, no, okay. that, no, that's fine. That's fine. That works. Okay. So drum set. Okay. Saxophone. Okay. Okay. Get, get, getting, se- get, getting sexy on him. I see what you're doing. Drum set, saxophone, and I've never actually played this instrument, but I've always thought that... Nigga, did you play the saxophone at a point in time? No, I didn't. Oh, but, okay. But this one is just going to be a little bit out of the realm, though, when oh, I say it. Oh, do this. I thought that the harp has always just sat uh, out as just a very uh, elegant and just godly, myste- godly <laughs> mysterious uh, device. Yeah, so almost the harp yeah, almost like it'll put you in a trance. Yeah. Almost the way yeah, when those harps come, I think that's sort of what it is. It was always. Like some beautiful mermaid playing a harp, right. and, and it would put you under some enthrallment, some blind enthrallment, and then they'd come right. kill you. Yeah, or, <laughs> you know, or maybe that's yeah. Not, yeah, that sounds about right. Okay, <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, drum set, saxophone, harp. Okay, all right. Well, well. Oh, that's interesting. How do you, how do you enjoy these to be played? Well, one, what instances do you do you like to listen to? What do you listen to harp? Music ever? No, okay. no, but it's always just stood out as a one-of-a-kind instrument to me. Oh, what about saxophone? Do you ever listen to any music with saxophone in- involved? Um, Rarely, probably. V- yeah, rarely. But definitely rarely. drum set. Definitely. How do you <laughs> like the drum set to be played? Like, what is your liking of the drum set? Um, I like, I definitely fuck with an, uh, with an awesome uh, drum solo. Okay. And anybody that can like come out with a nice drum solo, get a drum or um, some. Yeah. Shout out to Travis Barker. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, anybody that come out with a good drum solo is is good in my book. Um, I definitely like a good fast pace. Um, something fast paced when it comes to the drum set. Something uh. that's like you know just a good ass, a good flow. I don't like. I don't want. I don't like. I don't want the drummer to stop. Oh, you don't even you don't want to give him no time to breathe. No. Down with the sickness. Uh who is that by System of a Down, I believe? Mm-hmm. And and Chop Suey. Those are definitely a couple of good ones for those are the first ones that come to mind for me. Thinking okay. about like wild but drum sets. Good. When you think of like someone like Travis Barker, you, you like all I can think of is just just fast pace, uh just Yeah, you know, ripping. All that. Yeah, yeah just, just ripping. Just it. crazy ripping it. Um so th- so my thing is, and this is in no order. I can't really put them in order. It would change with the day. Mm-hmm. Is a classical, like, Spanish guitar with, like, mm-hmm. ni- nylon strings. Mm-hmm. It sort of give you, yeah, it sort of give you that very light feeling. Like you're, I don't know, like you might be on a gondola on a French Riviera somewhere. You know what I mean? Something something like that sort of gives you this this freedom. Okay. Um, violin. Violin's absolutely beautiful to me. And piano. Now, what I will say about all three of these instruments is mm-hmm. I've come to realize that if I could divvy up the feeling that I want out of these pieces, I would want about 
89% utter, sheer, complete, absolute despair and heartbreak. <laughs> okay. And 11% hope. Okay. For the better. I When I hear someone play the piano or they play that guitar or fucking play that violin, I want I want that person to be playing it to have just lost almost everything in life. I want them to experience crazy heartbreak in multiple fashions, but I want them to understand deep in their heart and soul that there is some glimmer of hope in the future for them. Okay. That's what I want. That's what I want for the people while they play the instrument. And if and if I don't want that for them, I at least want them to be able to convey that through the instrument. Okay. Right. They could be completely happy people if they. But if you can put that into the music, that put great. your soul in it. Right. Like that's that's really what I want. Like, make me feel your pain. Yeah. Like I just I just really get into that sort of music. I just really really love it. And then it sort of made me think about the concerts that I've been to, which has been very few. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that you've been to some more than me, right? For sure. Uh, and I sort of wanted to talk about that. <laughs> I want to okay. talk about music. I want to talk about concerts and how they make us feel because music is something that that everyone shares. People don't use it. I heard someone in my job the other day ask somebody like, "Hey, like you listen to music?" Someone asked me actually. They're like, "Oh, you listen to music?" I was that's, like, "That's that's a fucking ridiculous question." <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck asked you that? Yeah, I promise you, I can't. I don't want to put them out, but I promise you, someone looked at me in my face and my eyeballs and said, "Earl, you listen to music, nigga? Just ask me if I breathe. <laughs> ask me if I if I breathe." But the funny thing is, the I hell? Like, yeah, yo, are there are there people out there? Because I'm wondering if he asked someone before they told him no, so now he's a little bit more aware. So he asked that question before he gets well, to what you know. There's no doubt that there are some people out there that just don't listen to a lot of music. I still think that's very strange. I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like any type of mu- like any sounds that are mu- <laughs> like, musical at all. Like music is just one of those things that it's just universal. Like it's universal, dog. It's it universally brings people together. Like it's just so out there. Like how can you not listen? Oh, in man. any capacity. I, I I find that very. I'm strange. I'm all here on the Atlantic.com. They got a fucking article about it in inside the health category, inside the heads of people who don't like music. For those who experience, in quotes, musical and hedonia, a n h e d o n i e, and hedonia diagnosis. Right, it seems like it. End quote. <clears throat> listening to a song is halfway between boring and distracting, and their brain activity reflects that. Mm. Yeah, just some people that just could care less. Yeah, are they too about- smart for the music or too dumb for it? Uh- <laughs> I don't I don't <laughs> I don't necessarily know if it's a if it's a matter of being too smart or dumb. I just think that like it just doesn't compute to them. Yeah, like, like it just it just doesn't call to them. They just like, man, why do people listen to this stuff? Yeah, yeah I think it's sort of like how you look at a lot of different art that's been put up in museums and you're like, what the fuck is this? I'm sorry. I just, I just think that, I'm sorry. I just think Any... that they look at that, they just look at music like that. Like, why are we just listening to like sounds like I don't want to listen to just sounds being like to them. That's what it is. 
I just I know I, it's really I, hard to tap into that idea. I can't get with the piece of white cloth up on the wall with some thumbtacks. <laughs> I can't get it. Like I don't I don't understand. And I, I and I, I and I get that. I understand that, but I feel like in the same vein as that, that's how these people feel. I don't know what the demographic is, like what the percentage of the demographic is in America and how we can sort of like, you know, chalk that up. But Mm -hmm. but I could but I can understand that there are just certain people that could look at something and just be like, it doesn't appeal to me at all. I don't know why you're doing this. Hmm. Yeah, it's very it's very interesting. I'm a, I'm definitely gonna re uh, research that a little bit more and get into it. But you know you know what though, like there's nothing like just that that intro to a song that you know that just sends those chills up your spine. Mm-hmm. You know every fucking word to mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. Like there's nothing like that. Well, there's probably they probably have an equivalent. There's probably yeah. some experience like that, that that sends them that chill and gets mm. them. Yeah, it just gets them. No, in this, in I this. get, I get that. Yeah, get that. it's not like these people are just void of happiness and feeling. Right. You know what I mean? It's just in a different light. It's, it, no, that's very interesting. But he asked me a question, and I was just thinking about you know the different concerts I've been to. By the way, I went to a J Cole concert. I thought about this like years ago, like. Way after J. Cole blew up, I went to a Wale concert with my brother years ago. Mm-hmm. And this was like right when J. Cole signed with Jay. Uh-huh. And it was a real small, intimate place, which is like my favorite concerts to go to if I am to go to one. Yeah. You know I, what I, mean? I like I like both, but I, I totally get the You understand where yeah. No, absolutely. Going. It's I, I, I went to see Sir at the Fillmore last right. year. A great fucking show. Yeah, because you're probably because one, they're probably real fans there. They're people that have been fucking with this person's music yeah, for a long time. everybody in the crowd, everybody knew every song, lo- every single exactly. person. Exactly. And a lot of times that I've heard, the musical artists will interact with the crowd knowing that they yeah. really fuck with their music and have been for a long time. So they'll just start asking them. Like, I heard Schoolboy Q did this to the one that, like, Dude and RJ went to. It's just like, yo, what do y'all want to hear? Like, yo, yo, <laughs> yo, DJ, cut the beat. Hey, what do y'all want to hear? I'm going to play that right now. Like, we just, we just going to do what y'all want to hear. Did you go to that concert where RJ met Fat Trail? I, I, uh, no. Oh. <laughs> no, 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 no. There were mad joints that I did not go to. I, I can list off the ones that I went to. What's went the, what's the, what was your first concert experience, though? I believe it was either Wale and J. Cole, because J. Cole came out and was just like, hey, I want to let y'all know I just signed it right now. I'm going to be the next big thing. We just like, nigga, sing your song. Like, rap your fucking... Rap, uh, like, like, <laughs> like, rap your little last song so we can get Wale out em. here. Yo, for sure. Like, rap, rap your little last song so we can get Wale out here. Like, shut up. And lo and behold, that was fucking J. Cole. Like, and, then, yeah. and then, like, a couple years later, he blew up, and I, I hit Julian. And I was like, yo, did you, did you realize that we, we were at it? Like, we saw J. Cole in concert. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "Yeah, that shit just blew my mind." Like, I just realized that a couple weeks ago too. But anyway, that's funny. So went to that. Um, it was either that or a Pat Metheny, which is a jazz musician, mm-hmm. up in Bethesda, Maryland. I went to with my aunt. I think I told you about this. This is when the same sort of technology that goes into those player pianos that just play by themselves, mm-hmm. right? Um, that you might see in like a fucking saloon somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Like just the right, right. Playing with nobody sitting there with that right. same technology, he was able to put together an entire band with just him on the stage with his guitar. And depending upon the way that he played it and what notes he hit, it would it would direct or um, 
Yeah, it would direct the rest of the band. God, technology has just come yeah, so far. Like, yeah, like he was being a conductor at the same time as, 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 crazy. as a guitarist. Like, it was absolutely insane. So it was that one, the Wale J. Cole. I went to a John Mayer concert because I had to hit well, at least one of those. I love John Mayer, one, like, probably like my favorite artist, if not one of them. Um, you know, one of my favorite artists, if not the, the top. Um, John Mayer, I went to... Grace Potter in the Nocturnals. Shout out to mm. Jay. Thank you for taking me to that. It was like some rock band. I, yeah, sometimes I just like to pop up to some shit I have no idea about. I even forgot what the music's like, but I think it was some sort of alternative, alternative rock or something like that. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't really know if I've been to any other. Like, I don't really be going to concerts. Um, oh, and uh, then oh, and then of course taking away all of the the underground rap concerts that you and i have attended ah (laughs) (laughs) okay um we're gonna get back to that okay um but i'm just gonna list off a couple of great shows that i've been to okay my very first concert experience um i'm gonna start with the people that weren't headlining gym class heroes was there okay um keisha cole was there okay the headline for the show was lil wayne and t-pain and i'm talking about wheezy and his prime oh yeah i was about to say this was if keisha cole was on the bill and t-pain like this is clearly this this was i got what? money yeah. and you know it <laughs> yeah that, yeah yeah jokes. what year like, yeah what year was this this, this was be. probably 2008 2009 oh, yeah that's that prime yeah that's, yeah this yeah, that's, was this was wayne and t-pain that, in their prime yeah that was prime real estate for those two like if you had wayne or t-pain on your track that shit was a hit 1000 percent. At, at this at this time 1000 percent. um so that was a awesome show um i've seen i've seen jay-z um, I've seen Jay Z with Beyonce. Ooh. Um, what he, what tour? What tour was the Jay Z? What album was he doing when you went? That was four four four. Oh, this was recent or rel- yeah, relative? Yeah, like, like maybe two years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and Vic Mensa mm. opened for him. Oh, that's cool. Um, I I don't listen to Vic Mensa. Neither do I. Um, but Vic Mensa opened for him. But I'm hey, I'll tell you one thing. Um. Jay-Z and Beyonce together was probably the littest concert I have ever been to. Yeah, that was because you didn't go to the Kanye and Jay-Z one. You're right. <laughs> You're right. If I if there is a if there is a tour that I regret missing in my life. We're gonna play one song and one song only. It is the <laughs> Watch the Throne tour. <laughs> I fucking faked. It gets the people pumped. Gets them I going. Faked. I faked on the Watch the Throne tour. Yeah. Um, I also faked on Travis Scott's uh, tour last year. Oh, I, I heard faked. that shit was out of here. I I faked on that. I too. heard that that shit resembled Circus Olay. I I bet. <laughs> yeah. I bet. And Fire anyone, and steam and roller coasters and shit everywhere. If if anyone that is listening to this did go to the Watch the Throne tour or did go um, to Astro World. Please feel free to hit us up on the Any Last Words Pod Instagram <laughs> and with some video footage or or something because <laughs> some because cl- clearly we missed out. Yeah, I didn't go to none of those. Um, but as far as intimate venues, like I go to the Fillmore. Um, I've seen Erica Badu at the oh. Fillmore. Um, yeah, seen... call Tyrone. Yeah, and you better believe she did that song too. Call him. Oh, you um, got to, you got to. I've seen Tedra Moses um, oh, out in uh, Bethesda. Okay. Um, 
I've seen Sir. Um, he, if you're not sure who that is, he's a great R&B artist signed to. Um, he's with he's with, with, with TDE, isn't he? Yeah, he's with TDE. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he's awesome. Um, so I would check I would check those people out too. Right. But Earl was um Earl was talking about um some instances where we would go to some underground uh some underground shows. So underground so, hip hop area dc maryland virginia if you're not aware of that phrase yet w- love it beautiful time in our life yeah it was it was Wonderful. a great time never for, never forget going I to these, these shady buildings yep just little <laughs> art studios and just little open spaces just people, yeah just anything people could find yeah just vacant buildings they were like yeah. they were like pop-ups yeah that they were that, yeah. they were exactly that's exact that's exactly pop-ups. what it was yeah beautiful but, time um, yeah, beautiful time. Um, but there was a very particular show yes. that we went to out in um, Hyattsville. I think it was. I think yeah, it was Hyattsville. yeah, I believe so. I believe so. Uh, would you Would you like to 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 go in and maybe uh, I'll chime in? I'll well, chime in. Well, so. well, you're definitely gonna have to chime in because I'm gonna have to be, chime in because the bulk of the hilarity is <laughs> is on is on your side. So I just want to make sure that you know you do it. It's due diligence. I, oh, I'm, I'm gonna do it. But, it's due diligence. But, but but this is what I will say. I knew that at that point in time, I had gotten into LSD quite a bit mm-hmm. and i felt like it had changed and and uh psilocybin which is the chemical found inside magic mushrooms and i feel as though it had changed my life in a very positively transformative way it was it was beautiful and i wanted to bring someone else along with me that i felt like would do well in it i felt like it'd be an awesome time for us to do it together i always feel like i'm a good person to to do drugs with <laughs> And, and especially, especially <laughs> on your first time, I feel like I'm a I'm a very great guide. I'll right. say I'll say that. So whether it's drugs or anything, if I know how to do something and someone else doesn't, and they want to do it the first time, and I bring them along, I feel like I'm very good at guiding people, keep, keeping them comfortable, but at the same time pushing them to be better. Right. So I found I found my guy. I was like, hey man, I like a couple tabs of acid. I had in mind who I wanted to do it with. We had the perfect day because I knew that it was a day in which our fr- all, a bunch of our friends were going to be involved in this underground rap show up in Maryland. It was going to be be- it was beautiful weather out that day. That's we- when we got introduced to uh, Curb Lagoop. Curb Lagoop, as well as Casey Jones. Casey Jones, Casey too. Jones. Yeah. Shout out to him. He blew my mind that performance. Right. But I mean. Lo and behold, you were available and open to it, which I didn't necessarily know how you would feel, but you were you were open to it. I I I I, I took a dive, man. Which I was which was super awesome. So the day comes, we have the entire day, which you do need for anybody that thinks that they're about to do any of the you know consume or ingest any of these type of drugs that I'm talking about. You need the entirety of a day, right? The entirety of a day, um, and beautiful weather, and we were just getting ready to get on the road. And they were. We had a couple drops that were on a couple of pieces, uh, seemingly innocent, <laughs> innocent pieces of watermelon candy. Right, right. Popped them. Got on our way. Take it away, Keon. So the first thing we did was we we were all hungry, um, and so we stopped to get McDonald's. Wrong, wrong. <laughs> That was the right. first mistake. Right. We are in the car, by the way, with two other people that decided to not partake in these drugs. It is just right. Keon and I. 
So I'm in the front passenger seat. Earl's in the back seat. And we stop at McDonald's, but everybody gets food. And, you know, this is my first time doing it. I didn't really know what I was getting myself into. All I've heard was Earl's, uh, Earl's stories. And all of a sudden, I do start to feel it. <laughs> and I think we were listening to, I don't remember if it was Taylor Alderdice or whatever album or mixtape. Uh, yes. It was something from Wiz Khalifa. Yes. And all I can remember at that very moment when it started to hit me was the sky started to get really vibrant. I swear the sun was shining even brighter than it ever has. Right. And I was just, I found myself just looking at myself in the side view mirror, just cranking my head <laughs> to this Wiz Khalifa. And you know, Wiz Khalifa be heavy on the 808s. That's what we have in the base. So right, I'm just right. cranking. Yeah, you were, feel, you were, you were feeling yourself up there. <laughs> I'm just cranking to this Wiz Khalifa. Um, and then eventually I start to feel a little nauseous. I think it's just because I took that and then ate food. I felt like I should have eaten, let my body digest that food, yeah. and then take it. Yeah, give it a little bit of space. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. You, yeah, it was, you, it was you, like back to back. Yeah, because you, you threw down like three McDoubles. <laughs> three like three double cheeseburgers and like an apple pie like right after and just like, like in a tab of acid probably not the best no it was a horrible idea right so by the time we end up getting to the venue i end up throwing up in my mcdonald's bag <laughs> and you know that's just not a good way to start off an acid trip. <laughs> that's yeah, not a good right. way to start off an acid trip for sure for sure so when we're as we're pulling up to the venue and when i say the venue i i mean a bunch of abandoned homes <laughs> with ample space in the backyard right right I, right I, I i don't remember seeing any cars there it just was like an abandoned yeah abandoned i felt like we were like the first of home site to get there yeah yeah and so rj i think rj was driving he was and because um, and because he was weary of whether we were in the right place or not, he was still rolling at about five miles per hour. Yes, but that didn't mean anything to me. I had I had to get out the car. <laughs> I, I jumped out the car, left the door open, and just started running. Just started r running down these railroad tracks. <laughs> and I just ran down there. Like I just had to I had to get, take a breather. I, I took my shirt off. I yeah. just yeah, you, you were out there looking like a fiend in Maryland. Yeah. Just running down, just getting out of a moving car, taking your shirt off, running. I, th I believe you threw up again behind like some dumpsters. Maybe, maybe. Um, but it was, I just, the best way I can explain it, and, and, and the whole nauseousness did end up going away. So after that, I was still kind of on this, this, I guess we'll call it a high. Um, right. I was still on that high. And the best way I can explain it is like, it just felt like such an adrenaline rush. Mm. <clears throat> Excuse me. Felt like such an adrenaline rush. I felt like I was about to turn into the Incredible Hulk. <laughs> I felt like there was just something inside me, no one, that <laughs> was about to just break out of me and just... <laughs> And just just start anew. Like, you you I was, start I was, anew. I was like, I was a phoenix. That's I was. I felt like you were a phoenix rising out of just, the ashes, rising yes. out of the ashes, right. and or entrails of my body. Yes, like, yes, yes. 
it that's hilarious. Just, no, that's a very funny way to feel because that's not that's not the feeling that I get. So that's just funny that that was your experience. It it was just insane. Um, well, and I, so well, he was lucky ahead. enough to be able to have me. I got out of the car because clearly these two people are looking at you like, what the fuck is wrong with him? Right. Well, I'm like, well, listen, you don't quite understand the world that we're living in in this moment. But no. I'm going to get out the car. I'm going to chase him down. I'm going to realize I'm like, we're, we're going to be fine, which which I do. I find you. You know, we have our talk. You're immensely, you know, gracious and grateful that I'm in this world. I'm in this realm with you. <laughs> and you know what I mean? And I'm able to be there. We can talk about it. I can empathize and let you know I'm feeling a lot of the same feelings you are. We're here together. You're not, you're not, you know, you haven't been forsaken. <laughs> you know what I mean? So we're going to be in this together. And the main thing, let go. Let, yeah. let, you have to let go. You have, you cannot try to control everything. The more you try to control the way you feel and what's going on around you, you're just going to find yourself having a harder and harder time because life is trying to let you know you don't control shit. So you might as well just go with I, the flow. I was out of my element. Exactly. You are out of your element. And so some of the, some of the crazier parts of that day that I can remember are, um, what do we want to call, what do we want to call him? We're just going to call him, uh, we're going to call him Stuart Little. Gotcha. Uh, Understood. <laughs> So, you know, this guy, he, you know, he, I think he came with a few other people, but he comes up to me and, and they, so they say when you're on um, acid or LSD or whatever you want to call it, that, you know, if you're in the wrong space or you're on the wrong people, that your high can take a turn very quickly. Yes. And you're so, extremely susceptible to other people's energies. Right. Yes. So Stuart Little knew this. Mm -hmm. And so he tries to imitate like, a spider crawling up my back. He uses his like his thumb, his index, and his middle finger, See, like man. running it across my shoulder, nah. like it's a spider or something. Come on, bro, that's insane. That's that's okay. Go ahead. And you know, I'm 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 high as shit on acid, <laughs> but I'm also not stupid enough to let him do that to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just I give him this just very intense look. I'm sure Earl could describe it very well. Oh yeah, you um, you was fed the fuck up. <laughs> I give him this very intense look like if you touch me again, I'm going to swan tom bomb you. <laughs> um and so, you know, he he kind of backs off. Um, you know, with a little chuckle, he thinks it's funny, you know, whatever. And so, you know, we, we get into the venue, um, you know, the artists start performing. Um, everything is just going, everything's going really smoothly. Like I'm, I'm hype at this point. I'm, I'm into it. I'm ready, you know? Right. And the, another thing I just remember is, so we're, we're in the hood. We're in the hood. <laughs> yeah, needless to there's, say, we're in the hood. <laughs> there's, you know, you could say there's there's some critters running around. Yes. This motherfucker, Stuart Little, picks up a rat. Insane. How he caught it. I yeah, yeah, that's a whole other thing. But he picks up a rat and just tosses it in the fucking air. A large one from what uh, I remember. Yeah, it wasn't no little motherfucker either. Nah, that's, it was that, shit look like, that shit looked like an armadillo. Yeah, that shit was a possum. It yeah, was, yeah, it was large. It was large. And he just picks it up 
and just tosses it in the air. Right. Not not out of the fenced area that we were in, so it wouldn't land on anyone, but just tosses it straight up in the air. Right. So as you can imagine, this large rat is falling from the fucking sky. Yeah. And everyone just has to disperse. It's like a rat Russian roulette. Like, yeah. He just like, threw it up in there. Everyone's like, oh, like, who's it going to hit? Like, let's get yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, all these things are going on. I'm I'm on acid. Right. And I'm just like, yo, there's spider. This motherfucker wants spiders crawling on my back. He wants rats raining. Rainy, rainy. <laughs> like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> spiders crawling on my back and rats. Rats are raining from the sky. Cheese, <laughs> cheeseburgers flying out of my mouth. Yo, like, the, literally. <laughs> yeah, yeah you, were, you were going through a lot. You were going through like, a lot. And, and like, everybody is just kind of, like, mad at him for this instance because why not? Uh, um, yeah. <laughs> at least, at but, least like, p- taken, taken aback from it or put off because you just picked up a bear rat with your hands. Right. And, and for some reason or another was compelled to hurl it high into the sky as it came down to its inevitable death and it's just it was just weird it was just a weird thing to do at yeah. a concert <laughs> yeah it was just a weird thing to do at a show like that it was just, yeah it was it was because because nobody was on that bullshit there was no energy like that in there yeah no like, it was beautiful everyone was great it was an awesome yeah, time. it was it was some great people up there just you know just pu- putting uh you know Great performers. God. Yeah, great. That's what I'm Be- saying. Yeah, I'm beautiful, yeah um, beautiful performers. Great performers. You know, people just putting their heart and soul into the microphone. For sure. With, with uh, songs that they wrote. Like, it wasn't no karaoke shit. Like, right. this, you know, yeah. this was this was people really putting their talents out there. Yeah. And yeah, it I, was... It, I, I appreciate that a lot. Yeah, it was it was a great show. Um, I don't honestly remember much else from that other than all the great pictures that we took right. that we could probably throw on the gram if anybody wants a visual. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. Oh, we should uh, definitely throw one up there. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. That, that would be great. Um, so, uh, but what I do remember, if you remember anything else from that concert, t- let me know. Well, I'm gonna go uh, well I just had a great time. Regardless, yeah. again, I let go very easily and just allow uh-huh. myself to be swept up uh-huh. <laughs> in whatever the fuck is going on. So I had a great time. Like I said, the only moments that were a little iffy for me were just making sure that you were all right because I knew that, again, Stuart Little was trying to fuck with you. Right. You know, so I was just trying to make sure that you were in a, you know, in a nice, serene place because we were the only two there, from our knowledge, that were living in this prism. Right. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, that was, that was my in, only In thing. this nirvana. Yeah, that was the only thing is I knew that I wanted to continue to be a good guy. Because I had been there quite some times before. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I do remember that it was uh, it was Duty's birthday. And I remember we ended up going to A-Town later on that day. That was wild. Um, Yeah, I know. Yeah. We did did a lot. Yeah, us going to a bar afterwards is wild. Like, on acid. (laughs) Yeah, it was. But um, it was it was a great day, man. Yeah. It was that that was a good day. Um. Will I do it again? Maybe. I, I, I wouldn't rule that out. I'd give it another shot. Probably. Yeah, yeah. And maybe just under different circumstances. Yes, just yeah, under yeah, different yeah, circumstances. I, I think that's really all that needs to be done. Um, yeah. <clears throat> what, I, what I will say is I, I've never done this twice in one episode, but because you just spoke on that, I would like to allow people to know where to bite the bullet came from. <laughs> okay. Because you bit the bullet, <laughs> I did. sir. You bit the bullet. To seize the moment 
when one undertakes a feat of endurance mm. <laughs> to face danger with courage and fortitude, to behave stoically, to knuckle down to some difficult or unpleasant task. The expression probably originated in field surgery before the use of anesthetics. A surgeon about to operate on a wounded soldier would give him a bullet to bite down on. Seriously? Not even a towel? A bullet like, to bite a on. A piece of cloth? A bullet. Both, so, so they both can have a broken bo- leg and broken teeth? Both to distract him from the pain and to reduce his ability to scream. Listen, I didn't say these were the smartest people or the most resourceful at the time, but I mean, that's, that's what they were doing. Wow. Um, so yeah, man, you you really you bit the bullet on that one. You came out. It was I think it was a really really tough transition for you. Like I think it it can be for a lot of people because uh, it is a, a different state of mind that you can't with all the literature and all the stories and videos and things that are put out about it. You can't really explain it to someone. They mm-hmm. they have to go through that. They have to understand it and experience it for themselves. It's just one of those sort of experiences. Um, so you went into it and it was a rough start, but I feel like, you know, with my, my guidance and energy and you being able to just like slowly understand, okay, listen, I better get my bearings because I have another eight to nine hours in this. No bullshit. (laughs) So I bet, so I better figure it out right now. You bit, you you bit the bullet. So I got, I got it. We got to give you, we got to give you props on that one. Keon for biting the bullet and coming out and not, not having PTSD. (laughs) because <laughs> that's the thing too <laughs> yes that's the thing too <laughs> um speaking of ptsd oh shit oh whoa whoa all right so you this was maybe just before quarantine so this is probably like six or eight months ago okay um so there is a show that was on hbo or it, it still is um, called The Outsider. Okay. Great show. Um, if you're into like sci-fi thrillers, I really recommend that you watch it. Yes, Jason Bateman. Anything Jason Bateman is a part of, I, I will I will give it my time. Yes. Jason Bateman, he's amazing. Uh, he's he's a great, he's a great he's a actor. Great actor, great, director, great producer, producer, director. Writer. Um, yeah, he's good. Awesome, awesome, awesome guy when it comes to movies. Yes. So the premise of The Outsider is that you know, I'm not going to give too much away to you guys, but um, there's this thing going around mm-hmm. in eating people. <laughs> right. And everyone's trying to figure out what the hell is going on. Right. Um, so I'll give you that much. So I'm at work talking about this show. Okay. And there's a portion of the show, another portion, a, a part, a scene in the show where this gentleman um, commits suicide. And so the reason he does this is because one, his youngest son gets eaten by this thing. Right. Two, his wife can't take it. So she has a heart attack and dies. Yeah. Three, his oldest son is pissed and wants to take it out on who he thinks is the killer. Right. So he tries to kill this person they think is the killer. Yeah, I'm catching him now. Now I know. Yeah. and ends up getting about four bullets put in him. Yes. Because he does this. Right. So all that's left is the dad. And I'm sure he is a shit show at this point. Right. So he hangs himself mm-hmm. in his room. Yep. And 
Yeah. And so. Yeah. That happens. So, yeah. So as I'm talking about this particular piece of information with a coworker of mine, this woman approaches me and she said, ooh, she asked there, ooh, me, there was like, there was a guest that was like in earshot of all this. Yes. Oh, of, of this story okay. that I was telling. That's weird. So she comes up to me and she asks, what show are you guys talking about? And I said, oh, we're talking about The outside, uh, the Outsider. It's on HBO. And she was like, well, you know, I got to tell you, um, when I come into a place like this, that's not really the kind of conversation I'm expecting to hear. And so when she starts it off with that, Yikes. I immediately, I'm immediately thinking like, well, I mean, I'm not like, I'm not going to not have these conversations because customers in the store. So that's, that's my initial perspective. Okay. Okay. And so she goes on to tell me that her father committed suicide in the very same way um, by hanging himself. So she said while listening to our conversation that it just kind of brought back some very uncomfortable thoughts. Um, wow. So you could say maybe PTSD. Yes. Um, and so I'm sitting there and I'm just like, oh, wow. Like, so even though, sure, I, you know, I have, I have the freedom of speech and the blah, blah, blah. Right. <laughs> it's definitely the blah, I blah, guess, blah in this situation. <laughs> yeah, in this situation. Um, I totally get what you're saying because I could see how that could really just rub someone the wrong way, especially if someone close to them has, you know, committed suicide or, or at least in the very same way. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, you know, I'm over here talking about this guy, you know, create, put, you know, putting together a noose and just hanging himself. And all she's thinking about is her dad in, in that very instance. And I'm just like, damn. Yeah. I'm an asshole. Right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. In it, in it, inadvertently. Yeah, of course. But I am an asshole right Yeah, now. for sure. Because I, I got this lady going through some shit in here right yeah, now. Yeah. As, as long as there's leniency on both sides, like clearly she, she has to know that you didn't know her story before. Of course. You didn't know, you of know course. what I mean? Which is why she probably just told you in the, what it seemed like a very composed way. Of, of telling uh, you, she didn't. She didn't yeah, like she lash out at you. Nah, it wasn't right. Like that. She it was just like letting that. you know, hey, listen, this may not be the, the the best place to have this conversation. And to be honest, that was sort of my sentiment too. I agree with that. I that's uh, why I asked you. Oh shit, she was in earshot because I felt like if anyone wasn't was in radius, right, of of it audibly, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have had that conversation. Just, even if that person, I don't. I'm not thinking about them having that situation necessarily, but it's just the energy that comes along with speak like that regardless. Uh, and I just, I don't want to talk about that, especially at like the place of work. I, like I have to make sure no one else is around and then I can speak to that coworker, but I'm not, I'm not just going to talk about that and just in earshot of anybody. Cause I don't know how anybody's going to take that or what that's going to do them, regardless of if they've had yeah. a situation or an experience that aligns with that or is close to that. You know yeah. what I mean? And, and so the stars aligned and there just so happened to be someone at my job at that very moment that had someone very close to them do the exact same yeah. thing. Oh. So, yeah. So, you know, I apologize. I said, you know, I, I obviously I didn't mean to, you know, make it affect you that way because obviously I didn't right. know. Um, but she was real cool about it. She just, been, you know, she, she told me that, you know, she's, you know, um, 
she actually recently she told me this happened a long right. time ago but she very recently started going to like some therapy oh meetings. oh this was, um, this became a very deep conversation but it did it did um she she told me she started going to some therapy groups and you know she, and that's been helping her and things like that and you know she said for the most part she's over it but she just felt she very felt, she triggered felt triggered in in this moment yeah. so you know hey my bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that, I mean that's 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 definitely a real thing. Like I said, I would I definitely wouldn't want to spread that information. Uh, you know, our our condolences. I'm pretty certain I can speak yeah. for you as well. Our condolences for anyone that's had to you know go through anything remotely close to that. Uh, it, right. It's definitely rough. I've definitely had had people try around me. I've I've had people right. commit it. Uh, back when we were in high right. school, you know. People were people yeah, were dropping yeah. like flies. Like it was a wild like since two thousand nine yeah. was especially a wild year. We had yeah, we had a I lot of children year. go that year. Yeah, I remember um, that shit. There was a point in time when I was living down in Florida, and I was, I was super. I was definitely suicidal. Like I was living down in Florida. Uh, I just moved away from all of my family, all of my friends, everything I'd ever known. I thought it was going to mm-hmm. be a great chapter. So one, my expectations are on a thousand. And then, you know, if you know me or listen to this podcast at all, it came down to stealing a woman's car and selling windshields <laughs> and shit like that. You know what I mean? So I felt like completely out of place. I didn't have people that cared for me. There was no like real money coming through. I just kind of felt like I was in complete limbo and I had no no meaning. I, I couldn't find right. meaning in anything that I was doing. Nothing I did down there felt meaningful until... I mean, coincidentally, I ended up taking some magic mushrooms with a couple of shady ass people I met, had one of the had one of the <laughs> greatest days of my life. And then perspective changed and everything changed from then. And I say that I haven't had a bad day since that day, which is something like June 15th, 2015, somewhere around that was like my last bad day. That's how I that's how I perceive shit. Not even when you was like sick. Nah, I mean, the, not not. The, that wasn't no, no. Okay. Again, okay. the way that I see it, I guess yeah. Compared to to how you were feeling exactly, down there, exactly. I, okay. Because because all I, I was thinking about in that state of being sick was just fighting it, getting out of it, and changing my life around, and making sure that and make sure <laughs> as soon as I get the health to fight, I'm gonna have the health to fight for my health. Because I know, cause right, I know right. that that's something a lot. That's a luxury a lot of people don't have. You know what I mean? Right. So that's more so that no, no, not a bad day. I know what a bad day is. And that's me thinking, looking up different ways to kill yourself and, right. and, and only being stopped because you're thinking about just the just the utter dismay that would have caused for the people that truly care for you. Um, right. So. So, yeah, no, um, it, it runs deep. Like it's it's a very it's a very, very serious thing. But, yeah, that's that's one reason why I'm on this podcast. One of my main objectives is to spread peace positivity and love as weird and hippy dippy woo woo it sounds i'm doing this yeah. regardless yeah and just to just to tie this up um as someone who's also had someone very close to them commit suicide i could relate to how she felt yeah. um you know just just the immediate the immediate uh the immediate anger yeah. that comes with it because you're like, you know, why you're would you con- do you're that? You're confused. Like, yeah. 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 You yeah. know, like, why would you do that? You left all these people right. behind, your children, right. you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, 
but you 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 really don't know what's going on in these people's right. minds. Um, um, so just to put a bow on this, you guys, um, if you know anyone that's kind of going through some shit or you think that, you know, they might be thinking about something like this, there's a great group out there. It's called the Hope mm-hmm. Group. Um, you can find them on Instagram. They do go live. They do have sessions every once in a while. Uh, once in a while. Uh, follow them. Uh, look into it. You know, advise someone else on it. Uh, they're called the Hope Group, and I do know they're on Instagram and I know they're on Facebook. But they can help. Yeah, Check it definitely. Out. And <clears throat> and if you're not going to go to that extent, talk, speak, yes, speak. And and yes. and and that's not just for someone that you feel like is giving signs of of suicide or you know or suicidal thoughts or tendencies. Just talk to people because a lot of times you won't even know it. There are, there are a lot of right. people, we're all actors on the grand stage. So a lot of times you have no idea what people are showing you versus what they're feeling inside. You know what I mean? You, yep. you, you don't know the disparity between those two things a lot of time. And they, sometimes it can be very great. It can be a very great disparity amongst the very jovial, jovial jubilant, you know, zealous self that they're showing you. But behind this, this very thin veneer is, is just, it's bad. It's just it's just mm-hmm. a lot of bad, insidious, corrosive energy that's just eating them from the inside out. And that's probably what uh-huh. it feels like, like a corrosive acid just taking them apart. You know what I mean? This is something that I felt. So this is why I speak on it this way. It just feels as though you're just almost being left to nothing. You know what yeah. I mean? And, and when you start to see yourself become a shell of who you've seen yourself to be, that's even that much more disheartening, knowing that you used to be at the top of your game, used to be at your apex. You were great. You were fun to be around this and that. And then you just find yourself being just a silhouette of that person. It, that hurts right. even more. So please just, yeah, right. just talk to people. Be nice, man. That's why we have this fucking podcast. Go there. Just be nice. Just be considerate. Talk to people. Be, be open. And it's, it's, it costs you nothing to do it's, so. Maybe a little bit of time. But that's and it. it's worth it. <laughs> and it and that, that given it that is. time is worth it. Uh, another hard left turn. I, I'm going to bring something from people going through shit. So I'm going to take a little bit out of this, people going through shit. And then from our last uh, podcast, you brought into me, uh, or you brought, brought into me, whoa. Whoa. Oh God! Okay, all right. Let me let me slow down. Let me relax. <laughs> okay, what what you brought to me last podcast was about was about bestiality and how we uncovered that it's it's legal in like ten states still, something like something like. That. <laughs> and yeah. I don't know how I didn't think about this, but I had to bring it back because this this clearly the ideas of people going through something mentally. Uh, I don't know, maybe something traumatic when they were young, or maybe it's just a preference. I don't know what it is exactly. I, I, I'm not a psychologist. And bestiality. There was a woman. Well, one, I was at work, and there was a man that came up to me, and he showed me. He was always, like, into a bunch of weird shit, showing me a bunch of weird sexual videos on his phone. Like, oh, like, look at this. This is going on. I'm just like, yo, why? Like, I feel like this is coming up in the recommended for you. <laughs> but anyway... It was a it was a video of a woman being completely rammed by her dog. Really? Now, really. Wow. Here's the thing, bro. 
This woman, what she looked like, Sophia Vergara. Like she was a very attractive woman. Like bad, sexy, mm-hmm. like crazy beautiful Latina. Mm-hmm. Everything you 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 could want on like this is what it was. Mm-hmm. She it was just a video of her. Camera was set up. It's her on the bed with like a little dress on or something like that, like with a little skirt that just comes up to just like the bottom of her ass cheeks barely, and she's just like, "All right, come on," and then you just see this this big ass dog just hop on the bed, and I guess he already knows what time it is because this is a thing in the house, right? And he starts going to town <laughs> on, on this woman. Yo. And, and, and when this dog, and the dog, because it's a dog, it, it, it orgasms inside of her. And, and, it is, and it is balls deep. When I say balls deep, it, put, it inserts its ball sack inside of her. That's how strong the last thrust was. Sheesh. And just and just and I'm just like, what? I'm, the hell? I'm sorry. This might be a really dumb question, but can dog sperm like can it get with the human <laughs> egg? Like, is that possible? <laughs> like, I feel like it. Yeah, like you just. Well, listen. I'm not a doctor. I feel like we would have had some. We would have had some dog animal human like there would have been some crossbreeding going on by now okay we would have seen some come out uh i do remember i do remember big smoky j telling me about how like some they had like some half breeds coming out of like some part of his family that were doing some wild shit and it was like yeah like there were like some half animal half humans coming out and i'm like hold on man like Whoa. what are you i'm like what are you talking about he was like i swear that's what that's what they told me at least that there'd be like half goat, half man coming out, and they Sheesh. just had to like they just had to like kill him or something like that. It, yeah, I don't know, mad weird stuff. But but I wanted to make a a distinction because I feel like there is a difference between someone having sex with an animal, uh, like someone inserting their penis inside of an animal, uh-huh. and so and someone having an animal like insert its penis inside of you. Uh-huh. One being because you're not putting a condom on a dog. No. As a, you know what I mean? Or anything that's going inside. Horses having sex with women. Seen it. Another video shown to me by some nasty dude just watching these videos. Absolutely insane. Absolutely insane. Do you know what a horse dick looks like? Do you I, have any idea I, what a I am aware what a horse dick's look, di- a horse's dick looks like. You know what a woman's vagina looks like? It's not nearly <laughs> as deep. It's not compatible. No. It's not necessarily so for you to make Fuck it compatible. No. So for you to make it compatible is wild. It's, but it's I, also I just... death. <laughs> it's also death. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to throw that in because I completely forgot about that last time we talked. But I just remember seeing like, it, and I just remember looking at this video and being like, wow, this is what she wants. This is what she wants. But mo- one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, let's get it. Wow. Scooby. Scooby. <laughs> Scooby. <laughs> Super, super wild. But yeah, that, that, that's all. That's all. I, 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 got, I, got, I got nothing else. I don't want to get too weird. So let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> let's, get, let's get the fuck out of that. What, what, you got, you got um, anything else for me, man? What else is on your mind? You ever seen this? You ever seen or heard of this movie called Vicky Cristina Barcelona? Absolutely not. I want you to watch it. 
because okay. I we'll, you, co- we'll come we'll come back and talk we, about it. We will. Um, I want you to watch it, but I will say that you remind me very much of um, Javier Bardem plays Juan Antonio in this movie. He is a okay. freelance artist, a very well known artist, um, very smooth guy, um, and you remind me of him quite a bit. Okay. Um, except with less baggage. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I want you to watch that movie when you get a chance. Um, okay. And we can come back and we can maybe talk about maybe some of the similarities and some of the differences. What What, what is this on? Is this on Netflix or Hulu? Uh, now I have to actually watch it and come back. Hold on. I have to actually watch this now and do, do my research and find out who this guy is. Um... Looks like it's on Netflix. Okay, I have that. Yep, I have. When I say I have that, I mean that I use other people's that have that. <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> yeah, like I'm definitely, really? I'm definitely using my mom's Netflix. Who pays for Netflix? <laughs> Who's fucking hey, fucking I, I nerds? Hope, I hope no one from Netflix heard that because they're gonna shut shut my mom's shit down. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, okay. Last last thing. This is this is. Uh, well, this was actually something that, that you came to me about. Okay. You were trying to figure out for some reason, maybe you've been, you've seen it a little bit more so in the Maryland area. You've been driving down parkways, highways. Yes. And you see... <laughs> yes. And you, and you see people trekking down the parkway or the highway. And I guess the, the question in your mind is what series of events led you to trekking down a highway? And I mean, sure, sure. Maybe this person simply doesn't have a vehicle and needs to get somewhere. But it's just so fucking out of this world and dangerous. Like, I can't, can't, like, when I see a person just walking down the high, and I don't mean, like, where the cars are. I just mean off to the side. It's just like, bro, like, damn, like, no... Like no Uber, no Lyft, nothing. Well, just the other well, just the other day, you told me that you were driving. I think this was yesterday. We were on the phone. You told me that there were some people driving like they were in fucking Tokyo. Drift. Well, yeah, and, there are and, maniacs out here that don't care whether you live or die. Bro, you told me that somebody. I don't. I don't normally see this. This is really. It's. It's crazier than the way that you told me. Trust okay. me. Someone wanted to get past you, so mm-hmm. they went on the shoulder yes, of the highway where you're not supposed to drive at. To, so that they could get around to you. get around me. That is that is a prime example of how people walking on the side of the highway get smacked. Yeah, by a man. Car going eighty miles per hour. It's just it's I don't want that for you guys. Like, j- t- like don't walk on the highway, man. Like don't just don't do it, please. Like I don't <laughs> I don't care what you're going through. There's just there's another way, man. There's another way. What, the- <laughs> I'm sorry. But what if there? But what if there isn't another? How? How else? Stay your ass at home. (laughs) So there isn't. (laughs) So there isn't necessarily another way for them to get to where they're going. No, it's probably just a longer way. We get on the highway. There are expressways for a reason. Get us to a certain point a little faster than it would. But if, but, if, but if some but if someone doesn't have a car or like a bus pass or money for metro or Uber or four hundred dollars skateboard. How do you how do you recommend that they get to the next spot? That's a couple ex- exits down from where they reside. Take the long way. There's a way. You don't have to get on the <laughs> Oh, take the long. Oh, like just start taking streets. Uh, yeah, take the okay. long way. Okay. All right. 
All right. All right. So anyway, I wanted to give you an instance, one instance, because I don't I can't speak for all people doing this. But there was an instance in which a man was walking. Now, I don't think that this is the status quo, by the way, <laughs> but I'll but I'll share it anyway. Um, guy came to me <clears throat> through Facebook, I believe, many years ago, and he started talking to me. He seemed really down on if I'm speaking honestly kind of seemed like he was going through what our prior conversation was about just now. Mm-hmm. Seemed like he was in very, very dark times because uh, he came to me, started talking about how nice I was to him in high school, and I always held him down and treated him like a regular person. Mm-hmm. And if, if you're saying these type of things to me, I'm hitting you back immediately with the best things that I can possibly say. <laughs> hey, man, hey, man you are, yeah, you are always great. It was so fun knowing you. Which, you know what I mean? You, we ain't, probably you, ain't trying to get, like, you ain't trying to get marked off that list? No, 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 not, not, only, not even that, as if he's going with, like, malicious intent towards anyone, but just maybe towards himself. Oh, uh, okay. You know what I mean? Just, it seemed like, and, and I hate to use this as sort of like a, a play on words in jest right now, but it seemed like, any last words mm. you know what i mean and i didn't want to be on the opposite end of that like hey nah man like i don't want to be one of these last conversations that has had before i now hear some news from somebody that i know that hey so and so did this you know what i mean i i didn't want that so i did the best i could end up having a bunch of conversation with him conversation you know was about to end <clears throat> the tail end it was Hey man, you ever think that you know we could we could chat or whatever? Oh yeah, of course. Whatever you need, you want you want to talk to me? Here's my number. If you ever need someone to reach out to, you want to talk about whatever's going on? Here's my number immediately. Because again, like you said, we stated before, it takes nothing. Nope. It don't take like it's worth it for me. I'll give you that. Yep. Take my number. Whatever you need. The phone call came immediately. Damn. <laughs> that yeah. I gave the phone I gave the phone number. The phone call came in. I'm talking about like I like I sent the number and before and before my fucking finger could get off like the enter key, the phone call came through my phone. <laughs> I was like, all right, well listen, I said what I said, so I gotta answer the phone now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I answer the phone and a lot of catching up happens. This person's clearly like in a weird sort of druggy, foggy, disoriented state of mind. I can just tell that by the way that they're putting ideas together. It doesn't really flow so concisely. Mm-hmm. Um, they tell me that they were recently uh, discharged from the hospital. When I asked them why they were in the hospital in the first place, <clears throat> he says, well, I was walking down the parkway one day. <laughs> I was, uh, I was completely heartbroken. Someone, some, some, some young Jezebel out there broke my heart. <laughs> broke my heart. I should have never trusted her. I knew she had the she had the devil in her eyes the whole time. But you know, those are the ones that we always go for. Those are the those are the mermaids or the Medusas playing the heart. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? That that allure us, that draw us in, and then so they can fucking snap our necks. So he so he fell into that game. What didn't go so well for him, broke his heart, and <clears throat> he was high off drugs in a heart and, and his heart was broken. These two, not the best. Not a good combo. Not so, a good conversation. Not at you all. You don't want to start, you know, using drugs and alcohol when you're in a bad state. If you're happy and you want to do drugs or alcohol, it's a different thing. But when you're sad and you're relying on those for the mitigation of the dismay, 
That's when things go awry. So that's what he was trying to do, self-medicate. He's walking down the parkway, no shirt, just some shorts, no socks, no shoes. Oh, whoa. And also not on the shoulder, down the dotted line. Just hoping a nigga was going to hit him? In the middle. No, not hoping that. Oh, what? He I was, feel like he was asking for it at that point. Well, maybe he was hallucinating. He's walking down the parkway. Um, he says that it, he felt like he needed to do this because he, I think someone sort of called to him. Or it was like a message that he got subliminally that you need to go take this walk. Yeah, I don't know. The, uh, the spirits were talking to him. Okay. The, yeah, that, uh, that dark spirit that came to you during sleep paralysis, it came and talked to him and told him that this is what he needed to do. So he, listened, so he listened to the dark one. All right. <laughs> and, and he went and decided to go walk down the parkway. The dotted line started to turn into snakes and started to jump at him. And so he started dancing around trying to dodge the snakes that were, that were jumping out at him. And he dodged a little too far off to the right and got smacked by a very large white truck that was going about 40, 40 miles per hour. Yeah. Went to the hospital. Uh, Matt, spine shattered, oh. broken hand, face, like a lot of bones shattered. Right. A lot of bones hurt. Something that's going on. Opiates. They put, they put them on like mad drugs. He ended up getting addicted to the drugs. Uh. I'm now speaking to this gentleman, now hopping back into, you know, the the time of this conversation. I'm now speaking to him post-heartbreak, post-smack by a truck at 40 miles per hour, uh, post-opiate addiction now, and post-dischargement and alienation from people in this person's house. So this this is the state of mind I'm talking to this person in. He goes on to tell me how I how he saw black Jesus. Jesus was black. He came to talk to him. He had glowing eyes, hair of wool, um, how he has been converted into a soldier or warrior of the light Mm. and how he's supposed to go fight off the dark demons in the world. Mm. He told me about how I do not need to masturbate. Um, because it, it because it is a sin and it takes away from the lordliness inside of me. <laughs> um, he tells me about how a couple of actors and actresses in Hollywood are his children, even though they are many years older than him, and continues to tell me just how difficult it is to understand wormholes in different dimensions and time. But but that is what is in effect um, as to why, you know, in regards to as he why he knows that these people are his children. It was just it was just a lot to deal with. So this specific, unique individual type of mindset, I can see this person walking down the parkway <laughs> and having people like you wonder what the fuck is this person doing walking in this extremely dangerous uh, scene right here. Yeah. So yeah. So that. So that's that's what I got on that. <laughs> yeah. So that's well, what I got. On that. I, I hope that that gentleman is doing better. I sure. Do, I sure do too. I sure do too. It just. It just. It got. It got wild for for a while. And and I and, and to be honest with you, the phone calls kept coming in. You ghosted this nigga. 
probably about it, it got to be like twice a week and i wasn't i wasn't like bit off more than you could chew i yeah like i i wasn't giving admission to be a sponsor for this person <laughs> you know what i mean so yeah. It, yeah it got to be a little bit too much and i and i distanced myself but what, from what i understand this person is still live doing well but again condolences to everybody out there going through addiction uh any mental health issues having dogs fuck you and, and, and come inside you uh my condolences honestly yeah because that's that's just a lot that that's a lot that people are dealing with out there and going through yes very much so uh if you don't if you don't have anything else we can wrap this up man i'm about i'm about potted yeah i'm I'm good to go man i'm, I'm about <laughs> potted i got i got yoga in a few hours you know what i mean going to my vinyasa flow class if anybody's interested in yoga or they've been kind of like teeter-tottering wondering if they want to do it or not or if especially if you're a man and you don't know how it's going to make you feel about your masculinity <laughs> whatever get your ass in there do it i like to do vin- vinyasa flow you like keeps you moving you work on balance you work on, you know, your breathing. It's a moving meditation. So it's helping you, you know, get rid of all the distractions in your mind and focus and immerse yourself back into the moment and the present where it is natural, where things flow, where it's serene, still water, where we belong, where we truly are, but a lot of times tend to not be. Um, and then and then yin. Yin yoga is very cool. Those are just very deep stretches that are held for like five minutes at a time. Uh, they'll talk to you about meridian points and aligning chakras and things like that, but it's it's really, really good. So um, yeah, definitely, definitely get into that because I, I, every time I go, I feel absolutely amazing and at peace when I'm on my way out. Beautiful, beautiful times. All right, uh, I'm just gonna give a simple shout out to my boy Fabo. Today is his birthday, so happy birthday to him. Um, looking forward to the drinks that we are going to consume later on. Oh, I was about to say, are you talking about Fabo from D4L? I'm not talking about Fabo from D4L. <laughs> <laughs> that I was like, would be... I was like, why do you know it's his birthday today? No, I'm, I'm, I'm not talking about Fabo from okay. D4L. But if, okay, Fabo, okay. if Fabo hears this or anyone close... Girl, shake that No, I'm not talking about that, Fabo. <laughs> but, and I stay um, so hard. <laughs> but yeah, happy birthday to him. I'm going okay. to end it there. <laughs> um... I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it out with some flowers. Uh let's say I'm gonna give flowers to my older brother Julian, Julian Hooks. Uh you're a great older brother, man. You're awesome. You've you've always been there. You you communicate weirdly, but aside from that, <laughs> sure, you've you've been you've been good. You've been a, a great older brother to look solid. up to. Always solid, always been there like literally and figuratively. Oh yeah, very, very strong. <laughs> Very, very, very large, strong black man. That nigga, <laughs> nigga's a big black buck. Whoa. <laughs> Wait, was that, was Whoa. that too much? Uh, very, a lot of fetishism. Uh, feti- uh, a lot of, a lot of yeah, fetish in there. Yeah, yeah for, you, for you older white women that fetishize about black bucks, go, uh, go, go follow Julian Hooks on Instagram. Black bulls. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, no, great guy. Oh, Again, beat, beating up, whether it was beating up the guy that, you know, steal my bike or you always held me down when I would sneak my dumb ass out of the crib and not tell anybody. Uh, 
you know, whatever it is, just having the drive that he has for life mm -hmm. and always being a go-getter, just getting out there and being like, fuck what these other people are doing. I know what my capabilities are. I'm going to go out here and get it my way. Like, always just having that, I feel like, give has given inspiration to me and not only me, but friends of mine. Pretty much every, most people that I know that know him, he has inspired in some way, shape, or form, whether it's, again, through its, his finances, his entrepreneurship, or his um, or his fitness, mm -hmm. you know what I mean. But in some way, shape, or form, I believe that he is out here. He's out here sparking a lot of people's minds in, in different ways. So it, we we just do it in different ways, completely different. Couldn't be more different, right? But 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 I do still respect him, and I see the way he does things. And I got a shout out to him. I love you, Julian. That, that those are my last words. That's what I got for you. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Woo! Peace. Later.